0: Welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one spiritual page of Talmud every day. And in today's pages, Psalm 97, 98, we talk about the things that we have inherited. Let me give you a little taste of the page. The Mishnah states, says the Talmud, that if one who separates his Paschal Lamb dies, his son may not sacrifice that animal as the Paschal Lamb. Similarly, the sages taught in the Tesefta, with regard to one who separates his paschal lamb and dies, if his son is registered with him for that paschal lamb, his son brings it for the purpose of a paschal lamb, because if only one of the individuals registered for a paschal lamb dies, the offering does not become entirely unfit. However, if his son is not registered with him, his son should bring it for the purpose of a peace offering on the 16th of Nisan. The Gemara infers that on the 16th, yes, the son may sacrifice the offering, but on the 15th, which is the festival day, nope, he may not. This indicates that the Tanah of this paraita holds that animals brought in order to fulfill vows and free will offerings are not offered on a festival, rather only offerings that must be brought on the festival are sacrificed on its day. This is an intricate and complicated and long passage, the purpose of which is to make us think about the value of inheritance. What is it that we truly inherit? What is the meaning of our inheritance? What are our obligations when we inherit anything? And what role do the things we inherit play in our lives? Now, I'm very pleased to be joined today by my dear friend, this show's producer, the one, the only, Josh Cross. Hello.
1: Hey, Liel, how's it going?
0: Josh, I hope you would not mind it too much when I share with our listeners that when we speak, as we often do, my eyes wander and often I notice that above your head hangs what I hope you would not mind when I say is an exceptionally ugly painting. Tell me a little bit about that painting. Well, let me first challenge
1: the fact that you say it's ugly. I would say that the painting that I have upon the wall is exceptionally Jewy. And to some people, the intensely, insanely
0: Jewishness of the painting might be a little bit off-putting. You know, I would not blame our tradition for the aesthetic here. Describe said painting in a few words,
1: please. This painting has four musicians in it, and it's done in sort of a pointillist style, sort of modern, sort of impressionist. And it was done by my grandmother's uncle, Louis Walchenok, who's a artist of some small reputation in the mid 20th century and has some economic value even behind it because of his smaller reputation. He was also a professor at City College and NYU in art.
0: It is as if Mark Chagall said, you know what, enough with all the timidity. I'm going to triple down on all the Jewish motifs in my art and have thrice as many yeshiva boys in my paintings.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the painting literally drips with klezmer.
0: It, like you, you walk by it and there's a clarinet. You could hear the clarinet just just by standing by this thing. Yes. Now, Josh, you charmingly, deeply love this painting. You're attached to it emotionally. What is it about this inheritance that you got about this painting that speaks to you so loudly? Let me just first add that I will share a photograph of this painting
1: in our Facebook group when this episode comes out so everybody else can bask in the joy. But I first encountered this painting above my grandparents' dining table probably as long ago as I can remember. Now, let's remember, and you know this, but my maternal grandparents, my grandfather Seymour, who went by Steve White, and my grandmother Estelle, who was so wonderful I named my daughter after her were two of the most important and intelligent and wonderful human beings I had ever met. My grandfather was the man I wish I could be now. And my grandmother probably exceeded him in the quality of being a human being. They are the archetypes for me. And so my entire life, I spent all of my time when I was at their house and this painting was there. Every Jewish holiday, every non-Jewish holiday, every single holiday, we would be sitting around the table under this painting. And it was just part of family and existence and everything. And it was like the one thing that stood out among all sorts of neat things that they had accumulated over their wonderfully traveled lives and things they had done that just felt like them. And I don't know how many other families have this horrible tradition, but it does run in mine, that at some point your family members get older and they tell you that if you want something someday, you should put your name on the back. This painting was the only thing I put my name on the back of because it's all that mattered to me. Anything else, anyone else in my family could have had.
0: And so Josh, tell me, now that the wonderful Estelle and Seymour are long gone and you sit under the painting, which now hangs in your house with your family and your children named after Estelle, what is it that you feel? What is it that you feel you've inherited from these wonderful people?
1: Memory. And I think that's sort of what we get out almost every episode of this show. For a long time, the painting hung in my son's bedroom in the city because that's the only place we had room for it. And it found a new place as we have other space for it now. And it feels like a different level of home and memory of where I come from and who we are. I don't just see the four corny looking klezmer musicians in it. I see my grandparents and I see their family before them and the stories that I heard about the family before them and every Passover Seder, I sat underneath it. And it's just so much deeper than just having my dad's watch or my uncle's cufflinks or anything else. There's so much more to having that helping me
0: create my space with my children than I can even say. Does it guide your behavior? Does it inspire you to speak of them, to think of them, to act differently?
1: Oh, absolutely. I would say that that along with a couple other things that I do have a really old photograph of my grandfather reminds me that when I'm not at my best or even when I am, that I have somebody who I looked up to enough that I wanted to emulate. So when I sit underneath the four musicians, I want to be like my grandfather and take care of people like he did and be respectful of people and everything else. So absolutely, I think that's the most important thing when it's anything that came from anyone but in particular, that painting. It's that I want to live up to the expectations that they would have had for me.
0: Amen, Josh Cross, thank you so much. And may you continue to have many joyous nights under this, well, not beautiful, but meaningful painting. Thank you. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes, Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com take one or email us at at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.